It's a real quick one. I was playing around with this and uh, trying to think about what would be my next uh, series to talk about. Um, a lot of you been on, you know, usually I pick a topic and I speak on it and then have other people come in and speak. Uh, next week, uh, where uh, Carolyn East is doing a really nice little talk on polyvagal theory and how hypnotists and LPers and therapists can use it. So that's kind of cool. And so if you have a topic you want to talk about, you know, a 30 minute talk, as I always tell people, this is also how you get your shtick. So you can have a nice little talk ready to, in fact, that reminds me, like um, to submit to a conference. So you don't have to give it a lot of brain power. I mean, I got to go fill out the ones for uh, National Guild. I still haven't filled those out. Um, uh, so anyway, so today I thought I'd talk about NLP success. You know, and one of the things I was thinking about after this is I'm going to do a couple on an NLP approach to some of the ancient text. Oh. You know, the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, mm, you know, about, about how if you look at it from a linguistic standpoint, um, I might do that. It'll piss off some people, but, you know, hey, if you're not pissing off some people. You're not, you're not talking about anything, you know. Oh, I think uh, that's great. So I might do that. That might be fun. Then bring other people on, Charlie Curtis, some of the others, you know. And have them talk about like their favorite. Uh, I just have them talk about something that's you know it's I'm, I'm trying to get more versatile. So anyway, so today we're going to talk about NLP and success, right? And so the agenda is first of all we're going to talk about success rule. There's six rules, you know, because people like that. That's the only reason I call it right. So that's the, there's six of them. So we'll have fun with it. Uh, so, but first, you know, we use the word success or I'm using the word success. And this could be money, career, relationship, your physical success, right? Because uh, generally, even in the hypnosis, excuse me, even in the hypnosis NLP world, usually when we start talking about success, usually it's about money, you know? Uh, it's but it could be about anything. You might want a specific type of success. And a true generalized, to me, neurolinguistic approach, um, if it's a rule or a way your brain seems to work, so you might be working on money or your career or your relationship or your physical, but the rule should apply. Does that make sense to everybody? The rule should still apply. I like that. That's nice. Okay. So the, so, but I always say, you know, let's start with how can I apply this info? You know, what can I learn new or different? Especially groups I talk to, we have a broad base of different backgrounds, different things. But a lot of times it's, I always, and I beat this up a lot as my wife says, but it's kind of like to me going to a 12 step meeting, you hear the same shit over and over again or the same stuff. Mm. But each time you listen, you might hear something slightly different. Right, you might watch it a little different. Um, you know, like I said, my wife's been sick, so yesterday we were sitting there with her and we were watching something on some movie, right, to kill time. And we'd seen it before a couple times, but I started watching it with new eyes. Right, it was, it was a, I don't want to say stupid because it was 
successful movie, right? If you want to call it that. But it was a, one of the Rocks movies. And so I'm sitting there watching it. And my, it always drives my wife crazy. You know, I start looking at the bad guys and all the other thing going, ooh, that's really good How, from an actor's viewpoint. How's he doing that? How's he doing that? I didn't get, I knew the story, but I was watching all the little interplay. So how can I, what can I learn new or different, right? Same was when you read a book and you read it two or three times, you listen to it two or three times. Of course, the book I've been telling everybody to read, I just gave somebody the assignment to go get uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. The audible book, so you could also listen to it because they do a podcast after each chapter. Oh. You know, and I was listening to it the other night or the other day at the barn. I listen to a lot of those when I'm at the barn. And I'm like, oh, I did I don't think I heard what I heard the first time or two. Right. And I'll just click through different parts of the book and do things like that. So what can I learn new or different? How can I have fun with this? Right. Because all the research says most people learn more when they're having fun. Most people, especially people drawn to our field, right? And how can I use this to be a better person? Whatever the success you're going for, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial work, whatever it is, right? So rule number one, success, whether that be money or physical development or relationships, yada, yada, yada has absolutely no beliefs about you or the topic or the application, right? And this kind of gets into, and we could do a talk later on, whether it's money, whatever you're going for is neither good nor bad. You know, even if, if you're just, whatever it is, is neither good nor bad. You know, Shakespeare took that quote from the Bible, changed it, you know, um, Basically, it's nothing is neither good nor bad, but thinking makes it so. What you think about it, you know, one version, one person's version of success, someone else will say that's horrible, right? But it's neither good nor bad, you know, it's our thinking. And that's what the first rule is. There's no beliefs. It's your beliefs that affect it, not the other way around, right? So that's just a simple little, these are just overviews. We could do a whole talk and bring in, everybody could share later about each one of these rules. Ah, we might do that. That might be fun. Note to self. Rule number two, success loves, excuse me, I should say loves, respect and appreciation. If you don't respect your success, whether that's your money, your physical body, your, your relationship, we've all seen that. If you don't respect it and appreciate it, it will go away. Right? And it's about act and attention and energy. If you respect it and you appreciate it, um, that'll give more attention and energy. It's just like Bo- Joe Vitale, uh, Dr. Joe, very nice guy. You know, some of us met him in the 90s at the at, at, at NGH. He was there for like six years. Um, he used to talk about uh, when it came to money, every time you pay a bill, you should appreciate it, not bitch about it. Now, first of all, if you could pay the bill, that's a lot of people can't, right? But he just went to that. And then he goes, that's about showing respect for it, right? Which, so it's about the attention and the energy. And, you know, we all know your energy flows where your attention goes. So if you're not respecting it and appreciating it, whatever it is that you're going for, right? 
So it's, it's, it's a fun little rule. I like that one, right? Um, rule number three, success loves speed and respect, right? But it's about taking action, right? How many, we always, you know, a lot of people talk about, you'll get an idea for a book, a product, whatever it is, and you don't take action on it. And then six months later, there's a bestseller written and you read it and you're like, how the hell did they steal my notes? <laughs> right? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Or the product shows up. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about it, the universe in its infinite wisdom is not, it also knows people are goddamn lazy. Excuse my language. Right. So if it gives the idea to one person, that idea may never come manifest, but it'll give it to a whole bunch of people. Right. Um, with the other thing I'm into, how many times do you see some movie will come out, right? And then all of a sudden there'll be three movies, almost the exact same thing, right? A couple of years ago, there was one about taking the, you know, the White House, bringing the White House down. There were two big ones and a small one, right? And I remember they got the writers on some, some chat and they're like, did you work together one day and then split? Cause you kind of went this way and the, this, it was the same story, but of course, each person's going to do it a little differently. And they're all like, honest to God, we didn't know the other movies were in production till we were in production. You know, and I've been I've always that. wondered about that. And I've been around that. And you sign NDAs and you're they are nasty about that shit. And, and these are big budget motion pictures, not the little ones. Right. So so the universe is going to give you that idea to several people. Right. And so action is key. When you get an idea, even if it's a small action, even if it's a small action, you know, um, I know one guy's a writer and uh, I work with him on a movie and he goes, well, what he tells everybody is the minute you get an idea, he'll get an idea for a movie. He'll come up with a title and like a, you know, 50 word description. He will register that with the writer's guild. Right, cost I don't know what it costs now, fifty bucks or something, right? And and somebody goes, oh, so you could sue some? No, it's just later on when he goes, ah, I was going to make a movie like that, right? And everybody, you know what people do? They go, yeah, right, yeah, you were gonna you were gonna make White House Down, right? No, look it up on writers the the Writers Guild. There it is. I had the idea the year before, but I was working on another project, never got around to it, right? And he works in the horror comedy genre. So they're, they're always, people are always coming up with all kinds of movies. I mean, oh, I don't have the right, the right shirt on. I did that thing called um, Cruel Summer. And now they're starting to show it at these film festivals, horror film festivals. Anyway, um, after I got cast, then all of a sudden there's, there's a TV show called Cruel Summer. I didn't watch it. Wow. You know, it was teenage things right but anyway it's like wow and and the guy you know he wrote this movie a year before we started because he had to get the funding then he had to get the cast then he had to get the you know so uh but he knew he needed to take action you know and so it's actually gotten us a lot of play because it's the same name right cruel mm -hmm. it's also why you cannot trademark a name right you can have the same book same name you know, mm. right? And people, yeah, I just think that's kind of interesting, right? Rule number four, success loves movement. You know, action is key. 
And this is about there's no lack, there's no shortage, right? And that it will, whatever your success, money, your career, maybe it's fame, uh, your physical body, your relationships, it will ebb and flow, right? But you need to stay in the ebb and the flow. So it loves movement. Take, take those, you always hear the, some of the Tony Robbins and can't think of the other guy's name offhand. Joe Vitale talks about it too a lot. Uh, what's, what's the other guy? Dispenza. Uh, taking even little actions every day, right? Taking little actions. You know, in the Bible, it talks about tithing, 10%. Right? It talks about tithing, giving 10%. And I forget who it was. He was talking about it has absolutely nothing to do with money. Churches latched onto that, you know, in government. So then, you know, it's like, hey, you got to give us this, right? He was, he was, maybe it was Neville Goddard, but he said, it's about your, your conscious intentions, your conscious awareness. If you could give 10% of your conscious awareness to the goals you're working on, whether it's spiritual development, physical development, your career, right? That is tithing. It's not about giving money to a church or a figure. And I'm like, I love that. Do you, how much conscious awareness do you give toward your goal? Right? And again, there's no shortage. It's just an ebb and a flow. Rule number five, and this one we all kind of know. Success loves a mission. Right? Success loves a mission. I like to say, and NFNLP's new thing is, we don't train people to make money. We make money to train more people. Right? I kind of stole that from a pretty famous person called Walt Disney. Right? He used to say, they didn't make movies to make money. They made more money to make more movies. Because everybody, you know, one person may like this movie. And as, as Disney grew, some of us here in this age group can remember, they used to only be like Cinderella and Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday nights. They always had the intention to expand out and do all these other movies, right? But they were making this movie to make that, to make a little money, to make more movies. Now they're one of the, the second largest film company in the world. You know, and they make movies. A lot of us growing up in my age group, you never could picture Disney making an action film. They, you know, it's like, oh, no, it's Cinderella or, you know, the whatever the movies they used to make, which they still make. But they'll also make an action movie because some of us like those. They'll make this. They're the drivers behind all those um whatever they were, those teenage musical things that were going on, right? It's brilliant, right? And that was their mission, was to make money to make more movies, not just make a movie to make money, right? Of course, everybody, you know, it was a flow, right? So what's your mission? And again, going back to our, uh, about the energy, if you give a little thought to it. Rule number six, success itself has no limits has no set path, doesn't take a certain amount of time, right? Um, and it's limited by you. And a lot of us that's had any kind of success or you see other people, um, sometimes the success comes from a, you look back on it and go, how the hell did that happen, right? Um, 
the two things I talk about maybe three things I talk about martial. I don't talk about martial arts like I used to because I haven't been training because I blew my Achilles tendon. Uh, uh, addictions and like, you know, acting in that world. But I was watching an interview with Liam Nielsen, right? Liam Nielsen. And he talked about, you know, he's a Shakespearean actor. That's not what he was trained. He's a, he's a Shakespearean actor. That's why I got cast in Schindler's List. Right? He was doing Broadway. Him and his wife, she's since passed away. They were doing Broadway and they cast him in Schindler's List because what's his name? Knew he needed a really good actor to play that role. And it worked. And his success, you know, it went up and then it kind of was, you know, whatever it was. And he goes, I had no idea, none, when I did this stupid little movie, and he said it like that, that came across my desk that was a quick shoot, could make some good money. And I, he goes, I thought they even pitched it to me as direct a video, right? Called Taken, right? And he goes, it changed. I didn't see that coming. He goes, I was too old. I'm not an athletic guy, you know? You think of an action figure, The Rocks, the old Schwarzeneggers and Stallone, he goes, but it came across my desk and they, it was, he goes, look like it could be a fun, fast shoot, make some money, goes to video. And then I could, he had no idea what they've done, three or four of them. And he's done like all these other action movies now, right? Um, and uh, the other person I saw talk about that was Bruce Willis, right? Cause he was in a, that big hit TV show. Some of us remember called Moonlighting. And he was a comic, he was a funny guy, right? And he was like the last choice to do Die Hard, right? They wanted Stallone, they wanted Schwarzenegger, they wanted um, the guy from Dirty Dancing. I mean, they went down this list. He gets cast and he said the same thing. I didn't see this coming. I didn't think, plus action movies were not, he, that movie changed action if you're into that genre where they're funny, they're wisecracking, you know, but, and, and he goes, I, he thinks just like Liam Nielsen said, he thinks it was a big success because nobody was thinking we're making this movie to do this, this, and this, right? And I, I, I won't name names, but there's always a couple actors, they'll make this movie and you'll see the ads. This performance is so dramatic. You have to see it. It will win the Academy Award. And then usually that movie bombs, right? It's like, wow, that's kind of weird. So those, you know, but this one is, you know, it has no, it could come fast. Again, it loves speed and a lot of our success will come quick um, in everything, your physical, your, your career, your money, your, uh, 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 your relationships even, you know, it's only limited by your thought patterns, right? And another quote from Disney is, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. How many of us get stuck in the talking about it, talking about it, talking about it? You know, some of you have been on my calls where I talk about write a book. I go, just get started. Just get started, you know? Just get started. Write the book, right? Because I know people have been working on the same book for 20 years, right? And whatever the topic was is now probably out of date, so you got to change it.
So summary is success is up to you, your beliefs, your actions, and your intentions, which we kind of know. I just, this different mindset about it, right? Whoops, there we go. And uh, there is that, right? If you want to get in touch with me, drwillhorton.com and fnlp.com. And, um, you know, get in touch with me, reach out. We're going to do more on this later on. So this will be the end of the recording. Hang around. <laughs>